Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a D&D actual play podcast. I'm your game master, Candace, and I am here with... I'm Sarah, and I play Vin, the playful tiefling who, yep, still never wears her armor. Hi, I'm uh, Dan, and I play Osiris Zasafrez, the uh, fungal druid who just revealed he can turn into a mushroom man. <laughs> I'm Nikki, and I play Jarell Goldenheel, the stressed-out elven scholar. <laughs> And I'm Adam, and I play Arden, the half-elven ranger who really does not like getting hurt. And last time on Little Realms. A wise leader ignores taunts, while the foolish one can't help but respond. This is why my japes and jeers worked so well to rile up the now-former Captain Myrne. My words cut him deeper than his sword could ever hope to cut me, but he fled from the battle before I could slice him to the bone. I headed off the guards and Ysidra and confronted them with the truth. I convinced them to stand down or leave. After that, I went and joined Vim in facing down Myrne and finished him off. Well, not completely. After which, I went around and helped deal with the aftermath, including preventing Cyrus from murdering Rowan. I beat Rowan to a pulp, that fool, that coward, that murderer of halflings, and I kind of awakened something in myself that I've forgot about. I'm a mushroom man! After I beat his ass and please cord, I was rather disappointed that Arden decided to save that murderer. I got Janna out of the crossfire, which her father for some reason put her in, and did what I could to minimize the fighting, but tonight was still a terrifying bloody mess. At least I managed to nab Rowan's amulet. He won't be hurting anyone with magic anymore. You are in the town square. It is just past sunset. Captain Myrne and Lieutenant Rowan are literally face down in the dirt. You are all in various states of uh, disrepair, would be a good way to say it. Vim still has blood dribbling from the corner of her mouth. Jarell is clutching the amulet that they took off of Rowan. Cyrus is still wild-shaped into the mushroom monster. Mecha mushroom monster. <laughs> Mecha boy. Mecha yeah. mushroom monster. Arden had taken a significant blow in his battle, but has shrugged it off as best he could, rejoining the four of you and the two unconscious people is Victor Arendale, Jonna Arendale, Hyatt, and uh, Landon. Landon is flanked by Chakota. The crowd that had been dispersed is slowly starting to trickle back in, kind of gawk at the scene. 
Landon gives a couple quick orders and some more of his own soldiers move to sort of corral the crowd back. Victor steps forward and says with a, to you all, a surprising amount of command in his voice. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, Captain Dad vibe. <laughs> This is Victor talking, not Landon. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> well, then you go, Victor. You get, he's getting his voice back. Lieutenant Ewan Rowan and Captain Gerard Mane, on my rightful authority, you are under arrest for fraud, obstruction of justice, and suspected murder. Sergeant Landon, arrest these two, and I am hereby appointing you as interim leader of the military here in Mithrin. Landon nods solemnly and then turns to Chakota and nods again. They move to handcuff the two unconscious men and then heft the two former authorities in Mithrin and start taking them out of the semicircle. The crowd parts for them and allows them to pass through unobstructed. Most people seem to be gawking in silence. There's a few people, you see a few, like, fist pumps in the air. But it's mostly stunned a little bit. We just see Vim in the background of all of this, like, slow clapping and nodding. (laughs) And and everyone she sees who fist bumping or looks excited by this, she's, like, making a mental note of as um, excellent candidates for joining the neighborhood watch. Oh, so she doesn't think that Arden will be an excellent candidate for joining the Neighborhood Watch? Did he give a fist bump? No. Yeah, see? (laughs) I think Finn is already (laughs) counting Arden as part of the Neighborhood Watch. You're a mandatory member, sorry. (laughs) You've been been told into the Neighborhood Watch. Fallen told. of the heist, so... (laughs) (laughs) That was your induction ceremony. It was great. You just don't know it yet. (laughs) Victor then turns to the four of you and looks at all of you each in turn, saying, I cannot thank you enough for the service that you have done for the city and for myself personally. You have risked your lives for me, and that is a debt I will do my best to repay. For now, rest and recuperate on my pocketbook and be looking for a message from me in the next few days. Drill looks vaguely alarmed by this. <laughs> like, oh no, what do you want now? <laughs> no, no, it'll be a good thing. Arden has a look on his face that is basically like, actually, you you can thank us enough, and the way you do it is money, so... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need in the next couple days, just tell the merchant that I will reimburse them. What's going to happen to Rowan? Honestly... I don't know yet. Drill's watching kind of dubiously as as the two get dragged limply away. Uh, Do you think they'll even survive the night? I hope not. If they survive the night, this is Victor speaking again, they are subject to the coalition laws for their wrongdoing, and they will answer for them. The exact timeline of those answers is what I do not know. Can we, in the meantime, do some good? How about Abram? Can we go break him out? I will 
release Abram. I never ordered that arrest, and it is an abomination that he was ever arrested in the first place. Can we go get him right now? Oh, I, yeah, if you want to. Well, just a moment. Jarrell's gonna head over to... Is that guard that I cast suggestion on still just sort of sitting sitting around somewhere? Yeah, he's sitting on the ground, and now that you kind of, like, get up close to him, you recognize him. It's Arnie. Oh, no. <laughs> Who's Arnie? Uh, Arnie's been suggested Arnold. twice in two days. Yes. And I cast Suggestion. And I think he makes a wisdom saving throw. My DC's 14. The guard looks up, looks directly at you, Jarrell, and says, Yeah, yeah, I, you, you kids do seem to have a good handle on things. Um, I guess I should go help my friends. Oh no, Jarrell feels terrible now. They're gonna go over there and carefully approach him and release the release the spell off of him. Um, hello, sir. Um, you might be feeling a little dazed right now, but um, I I think if you just remain calm and and do whatever uh, these folks over here say, uh, I think everything will be all right. Oh, oh, all right. What it happened? Last thing I remember. We're fighting? Nope, no more fighting. That that is all over. <laughs> no, all right. I think I can get behind that. And he kind of like looks up and looks around, like stands up, and then finally finds someone that he seems to recognize in the crowd and dazed wanders over to them. Landon uh, turns to Jarrell. You would ask about Abram, right? Oh yes. Um. I mean, if we can get him tonight, then we don't want him to have to spend the night in prison again. We're headed over there to uh, lock up Rowan and Marinay. Uh, you are welcome to accompany us. Jarrell kind of looks at the others and shrugs. <laughs> You're the most uh, fit right now, Jarrell. The rest of us have other things on our... Cyrus holds his side. On our minds right now. Jarrell seems to kind of like suddenly take you in and it hits them a little bit and then they're fussing. They're like coming Aww. over and like, oh my God, are you guys okay? Like, oh no, sort of like mending and stuff as they go. They're also kind of poking curiously at your mushrooms. Like, are these always inside of you? Cyrus what? starts giggling. <laughs> oh, Gibbish. are these part of you? What exactly is... How does all this work? They sort of wave their hands in a sort of general U-shaped direction. I don't know. I just sort of think grow inside my body and when they finally decided to flower. Joe kind of stares at you for a minute and then says, You know, Cyrus, have you ever considered, you know, donating your brain to science when you pass? That being said, <laughs> how are you even still alive? <laughs> I, I, at that question, Cyrus gets really kind of like sad. He goes, I don't know. And I just look up at the sky and I shake my head. You see your skyrite that says, Cord, witness me. And as the sun is setting, the clouds behind have lit up with the bright orange and red of the setting sun. Aww. 
<laughs> That's so sweet. I don't know why I'm alive or how, but all in all, today was an okay day. Uh, for certain values of okay, I suppose that is a statement that could be spoken. <laughs> I oh. must say, it's not every day that I overthrow <laughs> the government of a city. Lantern says, and Victor shoots him a look. Uh, technically you didn't. <laughs> that is true. Victor has been in charge the entire time. Isn't that, that is, right? That is also true, and Victor will continue to be in charge. Arden just well actually landed. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to the jail or not? Hold on, hold on. There's one more thing we need to do first. Then I walk over to Rorit, where the guards are surrounding him, and he still has handcuffs on. And yeah. I'm going to try with my newfound mushroom strength to break the locks. Oh, oh dear. Oh, all right. I, what are you trying to do back there, Cyrus? I'm going to free this man. He did a good show. should knock him up for that. Cyrus, I, I'm a lizard. I'm sorry. I want to free this person. They did a good show. We shouldn't lock them up for that. There was a guard that was, like, going to unlock the handcuffs, but they sort of stepped back and let Cyrus do their thing. This gives me zero bonus to my strength, by the way, so... Uh, I got a 13. No. <laughs> do you not? Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, I must be battle fatigued. Why don't you just unlock it? My, my dear Cyrus... <laughs> <laughs> that effort will go down in the record books as quite heroic. Sing tales of my glory. Anything for you. The guard comes back up, unlocks the handcuffs, and Rorit rubs their wrists a little bit. Uh, and then that guard and a couple others go through and unhandcuff the rest of the players. And they slowly start filing off the stage. When Cyrus walked off, Jarrell kind of turned their fussing over to, to Vim and Arden and is doing their kind of normal um, mending and prestidigitation, like cleaning blood out sort of deal. Oh dear. Arden will just sort of look down to where some blood from the slash he took is seeping through his clothing and be like, oh, don't, don't worry about that. I can take care of it. Then he'll just sit down right there, take out some bandages and some herbs and like whip up a poultice and start putting it on himself. Do you want some help there, Arden? These mushrooms minded wonders for Vim. And I raise my armpits up and show you the, the pink caps. These will kill you right up. No, that's fine. As I said, I'm curious as to how you're still alive with those growing inside of you. I, I think I'll be fine with what I've got here. How's Vim doing? <laughs> I think Vim is completely unconcerned about, like, wiping blood from her cheek and, like, the blood stains on her neck and all the stab holes and, and like, <laughs> slices along her, like, completely unarmored body. Vim really only cares about her fancy silk outfit and is very interested in Jarrell being able to kind of fix it on the fly. So uh, Vim says, Oh, uh, Cyrus was able to patch up my body, you know, just enough, but uh, 
Um, just enough. Bim, you look awful. Oh gosh. Kaya, do you think maybe we could get a healer on this on the scene, or or? They're like pulling out a handkerchief and like wiping blood off of you and like mending as they go, just kind of poking and prodding and fussing and extremely upset. Hyatt uh, walks over to the both of you and like puts a it puts a comforting hand on Jarell's shoulder and then holds the other hand up to Vim and you will regain a number of hit points when I look up Hyatt's stuff. Cyrus walks over to Arden, who dismissed him earlier about his his <laughs> armpit mushrooms. <laughs> I, say, I, say, I wonder why. And I say, look, I know you're a proud man and you won't take my armpit mushrooms, so here. And I rifle through my backpack and I pull out my last healing potion and I say, your training was wonderful, Arden. I dance circles around you and I'd say this is the least I can do to repay you. And I hand over a potion of healing. Arden will just nod in thankful response and, uh, and he'll down the healing potion. He's willing to accept that. Uh, thank you. No, thank you. How much does that heal? 2d4 plus 2. Okay. And in a similar fashion, Vim thanks Hyatt and uh, Jorel, yeah. but is still being pretty dismissive about her wound. You regain 19 hit points. Hell yeah. Ooh. I regained 7 hit points from mine, so healed about half cool. of the damage from the slash wound. It's probably still visible through the hole it made in Arden's clothes, but like, looks faint. Cyrus, Cyrus sees Hyatt healing Vim and makes a, a quip I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Hyatt just sort of chuckles and says, you should be feeling much better now, Vim. Oh, um, I, I am. You and, um, you and Cyrus combined, and Vim shoots Cyrus a meaningful glance at that. <laughs> the rest is the rest is nothing that won't be healed with a good night's rest. Now, I think we have a not a lot of business, but a couple things to attend to tonight. I think we we I think Darrell, you're gonna go and get Abram, <laughs> get Abram out of jail. Oh yes. And then Vim looks over at Landon and Victor, but kind of more at Landon in this case. Mm-hmm. Is is there anything maybe um, I'm in much better shape now? Is there any other wrangling or, or assistance that the guard needs to help? I don't know. Make sure things are under control. I I want to do everything I can to help make sure this change of power is smooth and uh, that those two stay in prison where they belong. Landon thinks for a second, looks over at Victor. Real quick, Victor says, we can process the paperwork whenever, just make sure that everything is done. Landon looks back to you. Unfortunately, it's a lot of paperwork and figuring out who we need to talk to. (laughs) And like, puts a hand through her hair. I don't know how helpful I'm going to be with a bunch of uh, paper pushing. All right. I do not blame you. 
Jarrell is shooting kind of like a suddenly intent glance over at Vim, like they've just thought of something and aren't sure what to do about it yet. You have message. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not going to go there. They're just, they suddenly look over at her like, huh. So Jarrell is going to the jail with Landon and company for Abram. What is everyone else doing? As bizarre as this is, um, since Vim isn't doing this, fighting has made Arden hungry. He had a hangover earlier, so he was hungry because of that. But now he's been fighting and he got stabbed. So he's hungry because of that, too. Or slashed, as it were. That sounds good. Some scrambled eggs. And since he can eat for free, he, he thinks that, you know, after a good hard day's work, even though it's, what, still early afternoon? No, it's, it's like sunset. Oh, right, right. You said sunset. Yeah, after a good hard day's work of fighting and the like, and since he's eating for free, he's going to go find something fancy to chow on. Mm. You know Excellent. what? Uh, Cyrus just had an epiphany. He's grabbing his head. Holy cow, these things... Must, must be helping, helping my memory, memory too. too. I just remember I have to go do something. And I call over to Jarrell. Jarrell, I'm joining you. I'm supposed to. I told Nikita a long time ago I'd deliver a message to Claire, and I never did. I just remembered. Well, I can tell that you are resound in your decision. Is there. Speaking as someone who has loved and lost, is there a message you would like me to give? I don't s expect the gods are going to let you see her anytime soon, but I'm sure I can. I would just want Claire to know that I trust her implicitly. That is all. I can do that. I love being a fungus man. <laughs> I scurry over to Jarrell. Jarrell's actually looking at you even more intently, like kind of poking a mushroom. Wait, so are you saying these actually change the way your mind functions? I giggle again like the Pillsbury Doughboy. That's <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. I might have to ask you more about this later. Vim, what are you up to? Vim's kind of rolling the thought around in her head shoved in kind of like the back of her pants she has a wood block and and we haven't explicitly said what's on it but i think it's pretty obvious what she did i have an idea <laughs> um so so i think vim is just kind of rolling that thought around in her mind but she's kind of thinking she might just go back to journeys and she kind of like double checks the square does it it's just gawkers now it doesn't look like there's unrest yeah, it's just basically gawkers. Oh my, I love that play. Dot jeez, come on, Mom, it wasn't a play. It was a coup. Don't talk back to your mother. Oh, stop hitting me. I'm gonna whoop your ass. Uh, Dakota and Lizbeth and the two other guards holding up the unconscious bodies of Myrne and Rowan have sort of stopped at the edge of the crowd and are waiting for Landon to follow them. Jarrell's gonna hop over to them real quick and say, I hopefully will be back with Abram um, in tow uh, pretty shortly. Um, 
I know you like to sleep a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, um, I, I want to have a word with you later, um, if you have a moment, um, when we get back. So, don't go to bed too early, if you don't mind. <sighs> well, you're definitely not wrong. I guess I'll, I'll hang around the lobby. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll hang around the lobby until, until you get back. And hey, you know what? I can... I can let um, Mickey and uh, the, you know, the, the the kiddos who are staying at the at Journey's End that Abram's coming back. Maybe give them a chance to clean real quick. Joe kind of claps their hands together, like not quite. They're not quite at the energy level of Gleeful, but they kind of look kind of pleased. Actually, like, oh, maybe we can even throw him a little uh, welcome back party. Yeah, no, I like that. That's what I'll do. I'll um, I'll go tell them that Abram's coming back, and I'll. I'll tell Yelchin to whip up something fancy and celebratory. Well, hopefully we will be back in two ticks. And Everyone puts their hands in Chakota. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessary for the wind down. And also Earth not in front of Chakota. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed to be in it, though. <laughs> oh, man, there has to be a moment someday where we do include him in it, and he's just going, what the heck? Okay. Panda should start rolling like a D4 or something every time we do it from now on. And on like a one or something, like Chakota's in the background. <laughs> Roll a D20 and on a one, Chakota's in the background, just okay. horrified. <laughs> pale and horrified. What's going uh, on? So Jarrell and Cyrus are following Landon. Bim is going back to Journey's End. And Arden is finding fancy food. Indeed. He stands up off the ground, collects his stuff, having tended to the remainder of his injury and goes off to find fancy food. Okay, and we will come back to that in a second. Jarrell and Cyrus, we'll go ahead and follow you for now. That work? Sure. Yeah. All right. So Landon begins, if you're coming back to the jail, follow along. And he goes to walk with Chakota and Lisbeth and that crowd. And presumably you're just following behind. I don't have anything roleplay-wise to do while we get there. Jarrell might okay. chit-chat with Chakota on the on the way, but I don't. We don't need to narrate that. Okay. The the crowd doesn't give you any trouble, and eventually they disperse once it's you know pretty obvious where you're going. The holding cells are near the front entrance of or the main entrance of Mithrin. There are like half a dozen six holding cells. It's like a hallway and there's three on each side. One of them has Claire in it, one has Brennan, one has a human male that you don't recognize, and one has Abram, and then there are two empty cells. How convenient. Well, my, my stop is here, Jarrell. If you need to, if you want to go let Abram out, I'll meet up with you. Landon nods to the two empty cells. Dakota and Lisbeth take their respective unconscious handcuffed man to the open cells. And then walks over to Abram's cell. Claire sees you approaching Cyrus. Well now, I didn't expect to see you down here. Yeah, I will. I've had a bit of a rough and tumble since the last time you helped me find the bathroom. 
<laughs> you don't say, sir. I, I never, never did find out what your kink was. Well, maybe I did. Is it gallivanting except the, the mystery I solved? Is asking what my kink is down here really what you're going for? <laughs> it's my one and only quest. And I give, I give a wink. No, 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 I'm actually here on a promise. I'm a sassy frowns with a man of his word, and I told Nikita that I would deliver a message for you. She says that she trusts you entirely. Claire had kind of like a devilish grin, like sort of a front, and you see that front fall away for just a second, and her eyes sparkle and her grin turns from like devilish to kind of goofy and then she covers it up and says well that was mighty sweet of her and it was mighty sweet of you to deliver that message Cyrus can I say I'm a softie for love (laughs) oh that's a good man there and she like reaches through the bars and boops you on the nose with a finger and I do the Pillsbury Doughboy giggle again oh Oh, oh boy, Sergeant Landon down there. Are we getting out of here? She like calls down the hall. I don't know yet, Claire. Probably, but I can't make that promise. Do you have anything you want me to tell? Tell Nikita, or would you like to tell her that yourself? It sounds like things are looking up for you. How about this? You tell Nikita that when I get out of here, she's in for a real good time. And Cyrus Sassafras's cheeks flush a little bit, and he goes, Can do. (laughs) She smiles widely. Back at Abram's cell, Abram was sitting at the far wall, knees pulled up, arms draped over the knees. He looks up when Landon walks over. Landon says, Well, my friend, you and I both know that you were wrongly imprisoned, and now I am able to officially release you. Landon kind of holds up or holds up his hands in a uh, kind of celebratory motion, and then gets the key and opens the cell door. Drill is like waving from behind Landon <laughs> cheerfully, like <laughs> I told you we'd get things sorted out. <laughs> oh, hello there, Drill. Hello, Abram. Abram says, like leaning around. It's so kind of you to be here at my release. Well, I'm sorry we uh, could get here quicker. Um, you missed quite an interesting play. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt it was quite something this year. <laughs> Oh, well, we can't wait to get you home. Although, Jarrell looks questioningly at Landon. Do you think it would be alright if I I checked in on uh, the other young woman real quickly? Landon shrugs. I don't have a problem with it, no. Jarrell kind of sets their shoulders and goes down the hallway to where Brennan's cell is. Are these, like, floor-to-ceiling bars, or is it, like, a door with a window? It's floor-to-ceiling bars with a door set into the okay. 
bars. So I can see it. I don't need a box yeah. or something. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can see like into the entire cell. They're like the cells are roughly square. There's a cot on one side. There's a bucket on the other. Brennan is laying on the cot. Uh, her feet are to you, and she's just laying on her back. Joe kind of examines her. How does she look? Is she, like, just lying down, or is she, does it seem like she can't get up, or what? She's, like, she's lying down. Her legs are crossed, and you can see that her hands are interlocked behind her head. Joe kind of um, seems really uncomfortable for a minute, um, and then sticks her hands in their pockets and says, Uh... Hello, Brennan? At first, there's like a grunt. <laughs> and a, yeah, who are you? Drell tentatively comes closer to the bars, and when she doesn't really move or anything, uh, kind of does, you know, the whole like, uh, grabs the bars in both hands and is kind of pressed close to try to get a good look at her. Um, we met briefly the other day. Um, I'm Jarell. Brennan pushes herself up onto one elbow and looks at Jarell pressed against the bars and raises one eyebrow dubiously at them. They wave really awkwardly. Hello. Um, I don't know if you remember me. I just wanted to know, I suppose, do you, has anyone told you what, do you remember what happened when you were captured or has anyone apprised you of, of how that all came about? Uh, I mean... There was a chase, and we lost the chase, and then I was unconscious, and then I wasn't. Right. Uh, Drew kind of looks away um, nervously and is kind of uh, wringing their hands together a little and then and looks back at her. Right. Uh, so that was me. Um, I uh, sort of stabbed you in the brain a little bit, and... Um, Sorry about that. Um, I <laughs> huh. no All no right. um, no offense meant, and I I would just thought I'd come by and see how you were doing. Um, have you been feeling alright? Um, they said a healer had come in to see you, but um, I was just uh, sort of wondering <laughs> um, if you'd had any um, symptoms. You know, like if you'd experienced any headaches or or dizziness or disorientation they kind of lean close to the bars again they're kind of peering at her they're they kind of trail off because they're trying to kind of see for themselves how she looks brennan blinks really hard and long at you and says wait so uh let me get this straight you knocked me out and then you're coming back here to be all like yeah okay Yes, well, <laughs> they kind of rub the back of their head kind of awkwardly. Uh, that's, yes, I mean, okay, this is probably okay. very strange. You know, it's don't hold any grudges like you were doing your job, I was doing mine. And she's talking like really slow and you could tell there's a little bit of condescension there. Let's just put it behind us. I don't care, quite frankly. Drill's eyebrows kind of raise a little bit at her tone, like, oh, 
I take it then that you haven't been uh, experiencing any side effects at all? I mean... Should I be worried? Well, that's exactly what I'm trying to ascertain here. All right, so if I understand correctly, you did something to my head, and now you're back here to ask what you did? Jarell kind of pinches, pinches the bridge of their nose. I basically melted your brain. I have been asking how you've been doing, but no one is really telling me much, so I came to see for myself if you were recovering all right. Those sorts of spells can cause quite a lot of damage if they're not handled properly, and so yes, I was concerned. Are, are you implying that you can't handle your spell properly if you don't know how I'm doing? Jarell <laughs> <laughs> freezes. Jarell is actually looks super pissed when she says this. Like, look, um, look, they look. cross their All arms right. and are kind of like squinting at her through the bars. Can we just leave it at like this was a horrible misunderstanding? No, I haven't been hallucinating or feeling weird or head in the fog. I mean, I had a headache for a couple days. But, like, if we could just not have anything to do with each other, I'd like to keep my brain the way it is. Jarell she reels back a little when she says that last, like they've been slapped, like, oh, right. Um, so I answered your question now, right? I'm doing fine? That's what you wanted to know out of all of this? Yes. All right. I would appreciate you not poking your brain anywhere near my brain. Right. No, of course not. Uh, Apologies again. And they sort of give like a a jerky sort of wave and turn on their heel and head back to the others. Cyrus walks over to Abram. Puts his arm around him. (laughs) Well, Abram, I'm glad you're all right, but I must tell you, you've got a tough road ahead of you. Abram puts his arm around you as well and says, I recognize your voice, but I don't recognize your form, sir. Well, that's good, because what I have to tell you, you probably shouldn't recognize me, but um, every one of your pans are dirty. The cop, <laughs> the cash iron, the sauce pot, even your, your tea kettle. Eggs everywhere. Not enough oil. Burnt eggs everywhere. So, good luck with that. <laughs> Landon says, uh, let's us depart now if we've concluded our businesses. And he looks at both Jarrell and Cyrus. I'm good to go. Yes, let's get going. All right. And the crew of you leave from the jail. Vim makes it back to Journey's End. You walk in the door. And it's that moment where you realize everyone was literally just looking at the door and now they are pretending that they weren't watching the door with anticipation. So Vim walks in like she she I think she can almost feel of the gazes before and as she's entering. And she does it with as much swagger as she possibly can. And then she actually uses thaumaturgy once again to make her voice loud so it can be heard throughout the entirety of Journey's End. And what she says with her loud, booming voice is... Hey, Mickey. Hey, Elchin. What's Abram's favorite dish? 
Mickey and Yelchin are both actually in the common room at this point. Mickey looks up over at Vim. Uh, his favorite dish is peach cobbler and uh, potato and lentil soup. All right, well, um, we better get in the kitchen and start making it because Abram's coming home tonight. At first, Mickey's face was just kind of a neutral expression of, oh, one of my customers walked in. And then as you are saying that, you see his eyes light up and the smile on his face get really, really big. And Mickey gets up and says, I think we can get that whipped up right quick. And heads back to the kitchen. Yelchin also like stands up real quick and then claps a couple times. And first comes up to you, Vim, says, I'm going to hazard a guess that you and your friends probably had something to do with this, and I thank you very, very much. You know, um, uh, I'd be happy to catch you up to speed later, and uh, yes, we may have had a little something to do with this, but I, I don't know, I think tonight we should just celebrate that Abram's home, and I, I, I think some really good changes are happening in Mithrin. I hope so, and I like the optimism either way. Please make yourself at home while we get all of this cooked up right quick, uh, and there will be plenty to go around. That kitchen is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> From behind the curtain, Vim, you hear a soft, like, ah! <laughs> And then Yelchin goes, oh dear, I must take care of that. And he, like, bolts from the back. Like, Yelchin leaves you. The kids immediately run up to you, like, look up at you, like, can you tell us what happened? What happened? We heard a ruckus out there. Uh, you know what? There was a big ruckus, and there was a big, there was a play, and there was a fight, and, oh, you, you are going to love this story, but, um, and then she, she, like, leans down and maybe she's one of the only people who has to lean down to talk to these children and actually she she like wipes like the glimmer of a tear from her eyes as she uh leans down and like plays it whispering to these kids while uh they're like one of their parents skitters off to the kitchen and she says but um don't tell your dads i told you this story it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> and she will like kind of like shoo some of the kids off um maybe to the circle booth that the gang has typically sat in and ah, she'll excellent. kind of tell them a kid appropriate condensed version all three of them elbows on table chins in hands looking up at you Vim leans forward with like a, like a performer's glint in her eye and says, All right, kids, are you ready for this story? Because once I get going, it waits for no one. All of the kids nod in unison, like real empathetic nod that like makes your hair wiggle and look up at you. And Vim goes. Basically, I think at this point, uh, Vim's entire goal is to like regale the kiddos until the moment Abram comes back. Excellent. Arden, you are heading towards the fancy part of town where you know that there are fancy food vendors. Uh, what does Arden eat? You know, if he doesn't see anybody that he knows eating somewhere, he will find some place that looks like it has good, like, game hen or, or wild chicken 
mm-hmm. or something. Because when you go for fancy food, chicken is like the biggest difference between fancy and decidedly not fancy. You actually end up back at the Fresh Duck Bakery because the reason they call it the Fresh Duck Bakery is because every evening they have a limited number of fresh fowl. That sounds excellent. Arden sits down and, you know, showing his, showing the fancier side of his upbringing, you know, despite the fact that he's still in his armor and and wearing a cloak, he will call over a waiter, order, you know, sit very properly. He knows which forks to use on the salad and Mm -hmm. which forks to use on the meal. Does he have a beaver fork? (laughs) I was going to say, is this canon? Because we just dropped an episode where you did not know what silverware to use. That's because you made up silverware. He certainly does know which ones to use. I think it's canon. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Beaver fork, I don't know. Oyster spoons? Shark knives. Shark knives? I don't think there's any shark knives in a landlocked city. I think he's still just eating, like, duck and salad and probably bread. You get three courses. You have a whole thigh and a leg of a prairie pheasant. That's maybe a bird that exists. Does now. (laughs) Yep, does now. The greater Mithrin pheasant. The greater greater Mithrin pheasant, they raise them in the back. And then you get your choice of desserts, either a pie or a cobbler? Nope, those are basically the same thing. No, what? Bite your tongue, woman! They are not the same thing. <laughs> well, Arden Candace. definitely chooses the cobbler. Candace, do you want cobbler? Is that where this is coming from? No, actually, I like cake. I want cake. <laughs> you got a choice of pie or cake. Okay, well, I, I choose uh, pie then. Okay. A few of the other patrons give you a little bit of a side eye. You look a little bit injured still, even though you're patched up. Oh, sure, and there's probably blood on my clothing, like, and I probably look down at my hand and then need to go and and wash it off a bit after what I did to Myrna at the end there. Yeah, and, like, the waiter (laughs) asks several times if you require any more, like, towels or a water basin. Uh, no, I'm I'm quite all right. Looking down at myself, I can see why you would ask, though. I oh okay. Um, if you need anything, uh, just let me know, and we will do our best to provide. <laughs> and you have a lovely dinner. I don't think I've ever eaten pheasant before. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. <laughs> so, Vim, your story is reaching the part where you are all victorious in your battle and you have just gotten confirmation that Abram will be released and Abram, Jarrell, and Cyrus walk through the door. Or perhaps on the other side of the door, Jarrell was listening in and waiting for the correct moment and to enter. And flings it open right at the right moment. <laughs> <laughs> And pushes Abram through. Abram's <laughs> was like, what are you? Hello! <laughs> and Fim, I think, gives, like, a cheer when she sees Abram walk through the door, sort of to just, like, set that jovial tone. The kiddos also, like, throw their hands up and go, yeah! And hearing all of this, 
Mickey comes running out of the kitchen, puts a pot and pan, whatever he's holding, like on the bar, and scoops Abram up and a big old bear hug picks him straight up off the ground, swings him around, and then gives him a big old smooch on the lips, which Abram returns tenfold. And Yelchin comes out of the kitchen behind them. And it's like, well, isn't that so sweet? Drill's like got their hands clasped together and is like tearing up a little. (laughs) They talk excitedly, Mickey and Abram do, in hushed tones. The kiddos like crowd around and are like, tell us what happened, tell us what happened. Um, I mean, there's not much to tell. I was just kind of sort of sitting there for three days or so. Uh, Something smells real good in the kitchen. And Mickey perks up. It's like, oh, yeah, there is. We, we made your, your favorite uh, lentil and, uh, what the heck did I say? Lentil potato soup and peach cobbler. Ah, yes. <laughs> Very great. <laughs> lentil <laughs> potato soup and peach cobbler. <laughs> Coming right up. Let us feast. And unless there's anything specific that you all wanted to do, um, you have soup and cobbler for dinner. I think we're gonna party. Girl's gonna drink probably too much. Excellent. They're a little stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Yelchin gets something fine down from one of the top shelves, uncorks it, and starts pouring cups. A toast to you, sir. <laughs> Yelchin holds up the glass and toasts. Well, the kid starts to reach for a glass, and then Abram reaches over, takes the glass out of their hand, and drinks it himself. <laughs> what does the common room of Journey's End look like when Arden gets back after his peaceful meal? It's like super loud, and half the patrons are. They're having fun, but it's sloppy. Maybe a little impromptu dancing. <laughs> like, because some of the people in the band were like, wasn't it like one of the York kids? And we should like clear some tables. And maybe there's a little dancing happening. <laughs> yeah, so there's actually a little stage on one in one corner of the room. Or actually, Mina gets back and she runs up to her room and comes back with a fiddle gets up on the stage and starts playing. One of the kids gets up on the stage and starts singing. Abram and Mickey and Yelchin all take turns dancing, but also tending the bar to provide free food and drink to all the guests that are there. Oh, this reminds me of the scene from Disney's Robin Hood, where they all escape from the town jail, and then they go and have a party in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, it's huh. kind of like that. That is a very specific thing to <laughs> But I caught the reference. Uh, so, Arden, uh, presumably you go back to Journey's End, you arrive to a party. Well... Arden's a little bit sad that he, well, no, he's not actually all that sad that he missed out because he isn't drunk yet, and he got to have some quiet. Um, And at this point, Cyrus is probably no longer a fungus monster. Well, yeah, he's probably found at least one kid who wasn't playing a fiddle, and he's like, hey, check this out, and I start... Shake, shaking around like a wet dog and all of a sudden like shrooms just start like molting from my body <laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this poor kid had like leaned in. He was like, "Yeah, what? What are you? What are you? Oh, uh, uh, oh, is that? More is that? Do you? Uh, 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 Abram, Abram, Dad? I'm melting. I'm melting out. Oh, don't worry. He does it all the time. I'm just ripping green particles off my skin. <laughs> After. The kids frightened. Cyrus gives the little kid a, a wink that everything is just a joke, and then he he sits down, puts his elbow on the table, his hand on his hand, his hand on no, his head on his hand. There we go. And slowly, smiling, looking at everyone, kind of just nods off. Aww. Uh Terrell's been drinking, and as soon as they see Arden come in, they're kind of like raise their glass. They're like Arden, and, and they kind of stumble over there. It's almost like kind of crash into your side, like half shoulder bump, half side hug, and like clunk their drink down and sort of grab your shirt where it ripped and cast mending before you can stop them. Well, I guess we can roll for it, but <laughs> no, Arden. Arden looks initially confused, but not like. Oh my god, stop whatever you're doing. It turns into amusement as he realizes that Jarell is just drunk. He looks down at Jarell and says, Well, thank you. I was worried that I might need to buy replacements, but if you're all having a party, I think I should get changed. But yeah, Arden will go and after after like sort of setting Jarell back on a chair nearby <laughs> that way as he moves Jarell doesn't like go flopping over Arden will will go up get changed out of his stuff and come down in in nice plain clothes go to Yelchin at the bar and do his best to join in to the festivities but not to the point where he's going to get as drunk as he did the previous night <laughs> or really drunk at all he just grabs himself a mead uh because you know it's better than beer or ale and sets to drinking and celebrating with everybody else because i think even he can tell pretty easily what the celebration is about yelchin more than happily pours you a big ol' mug of mead. And the scene ends unless anyone wants Jarell to do... Jarell wants to talk to them. <laughs> oh, yes. Later that night, <laughs> the camera pans over, too. Jarell's still pretty tipsy. They probably look a bit of a mess. Their sleeves are rolled up and they've still got, like, ink all over their hands from running the printing press earlier today. But they kind of half crash, half hug them and are a mess like them 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 i need to talk to you are you sure you know are you sure now's a good time there's still yes there's still a lot of dancing to do them you sleep so much i'm a little worried about it then what if you need to sleep suddenly and i forget well, they're kind of rubbing their hand on their face <laughs> as they say this. You do talk about sleep as an illness quite it a might bit, but that's be. once it's again. not well evidenced, but you know, elves don't sleep and we live such a long time. Have you considered, the, you know, correlation is not causation, them. They, they kind of put their hand on your arm because they can't reach your shoulder and are looking at you very seriously, but... 
there is a correlation, and that may be worthy of something. Yeah, absolutely. And Vim is like nodding reassuringly, and she kind of like um like tenses the arm that Jarell is holding, not not because she's uncomfortable, but because she's like, oh, I need to be like very steady right now, or else Jarell will be blown over by a stiff wind. <laughs> They're kind of mumbling to themselves and Elvish now about sleep and sort of speculating under their breath about <laughs> whether or not it kills people faster. Um, before they sort of shake their head and look up at you and then kind of like fling their hands forward. They almost like fall over in in their enthusiasm for this gesture. Vim, I need to talk to you about two things. And they hold up two fingers. Uh, okay, do, do, um, you know what, Jarrell? Why don't we chat in your room where yes. we can get you in bed? No. Or, or wherever you trance, right? That's you. That's the thing you do, right? Yes. Later. Do you do that in your room? Is that how you kind of... Yep. <laughs> they kind of are stumbling toward the stairs. <laughs> okay, perfect. And Vim, like, does the thing where you've got your drunk friend, um, and you just watch them very carefully, and you're almost, like, hovering over them, ready to grab them from tripping at any moment. Jarell gets to their room and there's like, I don't know, maybe a chair or something. It's covered in, in papers and little notebooks and things. And they kind of take the back of it and just like, like tip it forward. So everything just falls off the chair and then set it back and gesture to it broadly. Like, all right, fam, have a seat. Oh, um, is, will this, will this help you rest? And, um, well, no rest, no time for rest. Talking first. Okay, okay, um... Thing number one. <laughs> okay, They sure. hold up a hand. Thing number one is, them. you can't stab people who are, who are magicked, who are, who can't think for themselves, okay? When you, oh, them. I know you got very hurt, and <sighs> I understand. They're kind of rubbing their temples, like, like getting sort of distressed. I know that you're in a fight and it was terrible and terrifying and but when I made that man throw his sword down you you can't stab him Vim he's he can't do anything that's that's they're kind of like waving their hands in distress now like you can't do that Vim is like scratching her head for a moment and she sat down because that seems to make Jarrell happy and she's like trying, she's like replaying the fight in her mind that she, she remembers fighting more than just Myrne. And then she kind of tosses her head for a second. Oh, so that other man was under a spell you had placed. Oh, sure. Yes. No, maybe, um, maybe we can come up with a hand sign to use in the future. They're, they're like nodding, like, like over-exaggerated nodding, like, yeah, yeah, this is yes, a good idea. Yes, and they kind okay, of like yes. grab your arm and are like pointing in your face like, yes, yes, Vim, I think you're on to something. We need a, yes. a, 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 a magic, a brain magic thing, a signal. Yes, that would be okay. good. Yes, we'll come up with the brain magic hand sign so that I know who I can and can't stab. Perfect. Okay. We did your first question. Mostly don't stab, but definitely not when they can't think. For that's that's bad. That's no, that's terrible. 
Thing number two. Okay. okay. They kind of throw their hand up, holding up two fingers. And then you'll rest, right? What? No time for rest, Vim. Okay. They throw their hands to the side of the room where there is a stack of crates that the that the guards gave us the other day after we called the Wii U wagons on them, full of evidence about different businesses and Mithrin connected to the faceless. Vim just like looks at them and then she it's like that classic self-satisfied smile, like, oh yeah, we did that. <laughs> Jarrell paces over to the boxes and is like tapping their finger on them and staring at them very intently. Vim, what is going to happen with the faceless? With the with the face because I don't know, maybe Indigo's leaving, but then what happens? Honestly, I hadn't given it much thought. I think I'd love it if they, I don't know, disbanded, stopped doing crimes, recognized their wrongdoings, maybe did penance, you know, did something that, I don't know, actually helped the town, but I, that, that sounds like an issue for tomorrow, doesn't it? Well, yes, but what about, see, what about, they're kind of like pressing their hands to their head, it's clear that they're having a hard time articulating what they're thinking. The Arendales, Vim, like, Abram got arrested because of the faceless and they slap the box for journey's end and and everyone's so involved vim i mean there's crimes and then but but everyone's in on it and i'm just saying maybe the papers get lost but should they but maybe they should i do, what do you think vim huh i think and she's like eyeing the boxes up and down. And her first thought is, I've gotten rid of boxes before. I could do it again, but do I need to? And then she shakes her head. And I think she, she can kind of like hear the music coming from downstairs. I, I don't know. I think there's something we might be able to learn in those boxes, but we can also get rid of them. Or maybe... You know, a little, a little, a little... They're kind of like making a, almost like a weird grabby motion, like they're picking something apart with their fingers. Maybe some selective losing might happen if anything is is bad. Like things that would get people in trouble who shouldn't be in trouble? Jarell is like waving their hand at you and nodding. Like, yes, yes, Vim, exactly. You see what I mean? Yeah. No, I. Uh, I don't know. You've got, you've got that big brain of yours and your sharp eyes, and you're really good at digging through papers. I'm, I'm sure you could find the right documents to get disappeared. Jarell kind of wheels back to stare at the boxes intently. <laughs> but. Why don't we finish answering your question number two in the morning or, or in a few days? Tonight we've had fun and we've celebrated and, and I think yes. now we can rest. <gasps> yes, we should go dance more then. <laughs> I didn't see you dancing at the party the other night. No, there were very good orders. <laughs> You're right. We should party more. <laughs> Jarrell heads back for the door. <laughs> okay, Finn was, like, about to ask, like, was that all your questions? Are you good? And then Finn, like, it, like jets up real quick and rushes ahead of Jarrell and is like, let me go down the stairs first. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then the camera pans back to the lit up windows of Journey's End <laughs> and music wafting in the cool night air. Hey, thanks a lot for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Now stay tuned for a promo from another podcast, A Thornville. I have listened to every one of their episodes, so you don't want to miss their promo. You need to check them out. My elevator pitch for you is that uh, <laughs> there is always drama and tension. The Keeper, that's their word for Dungeon Master, the Keeper, she pulls no punches and the players are constantly squirming and it's uncomfortable and you feel for them, but it's so, so good. It makes for great listening content. Check them out. Do you love role-playing or tabletop games? Do you love Monster of the Week shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural? Do you wish you could find a podcast that combines all of those things? Well, look no further. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. So do you actually say that? Yes, I'm actually going to say that. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try... Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um... Comedy. I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> and truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another oh. three. That's, oh that's my, my second God. three in a row. Oh my gosh. We're killing this thing. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. Last but definitely not least, I need to give a shout out to all the royalty-free music that I use. If you've noticed, I love to use sound effects, and I get a lot of them from freesounds.org and also zapsplat.com. As far as royalty-free music, I go to incomputech.com, um, purpleplanet.com, and freepd.com. Licensed under Creative Commons, Attribution License 4.0.